Good, good morning, good morning, good morning. Praise the Lord to each and every one. Hallelujah. Let's magnify the name of Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. We hope that you're doing well this morning. We greet you again by saying praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You ought to glorify, magnify the name of the Lord this morning. You ought to be lifting up your hands. You ought to be giving him some praise. You ought to be telling him, thank you, Lord. Thank you for another chance and another opportunity that you've given me to see another day. For this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us all rejoice and be glad in it. Somebody ought to tell him thank you. Amen, amen, amen. Thank the Lord, amen. God bless you, praise the Lord. We thank God for another chance and opportunity. We praise the name of the Lord. We magnify his name. We lift him up. We give him the praise. This is your elder David T. Gill, as she said, bringing to you Focus to Change Broadcasting Ministry, as well as on the podcast. And you can look us up on Spotify and Anchor, and you can find all of the conversations, sermons, and all of that stuff on there. And man, I tell you, you can enjoy the word of the Lord by letting it and allowing it to impact your life and change your life. Somebody ought to say amen. Somebody says thank you. Amen, amen, amen. So we thank you again for tuning in to this broadcast. Thank God for another chance and opportunity as well as to all my podcast listeners. We thank you for listening in and supporting us and helping us to build and spread the word of the true and living God throughout this land. Amen, amen. Thank God. Thank God. Amen, amen. We thank the Lord again for another wonderful day as we make ready to have our prayer and so forth with you and our devotion here this morning to break the bread of life. Amen. And we hope and pray that you are tuning in. Tell somebody. Don't just tell somebody that tune into the broadcast. Tell somebody tune in to listen to a powerful, impactful word. Amen. That is touching your life. That will bless your life. That will change your life. That will make a difference in your life. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you today. We thank you for this day, Lord. Amen. So we thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in. Spread the word. Amen. Spread the word. Those of you may not have made it to your uh, church of your desire or where you go in the morning, if you have time before you get there to hear a word on your way, tune in to us. And we thank God for your listening. And all those out there now, again, in the podcast area, we thank you. Amen. So we want to pray this morning. We want to pray that the Lord would bless, touch people that are hurt, that are dealing with some issues, all kind of difficulties, maybe sickness, maybe some sort of illness, maybe um, surgery, maybe disease, maybe famine in the land, maybe all those things. But we thank the Lord this morning. Amen, amen. And we give the Lord praise. Amen. And we magnify his name. So we're going into our prayer. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning 
Thank you, Lord, for another chance. Thank you for another day. Thank you for another opportunity. Thank you, Lord, that bless your holy name with thanksgiving and praise this morning. For, Lord, you have allowed us to awake, to arise out of our beds, to touch us this morning again with your finger of love. We give you praise. We give you thanksgiving, Father. That's why we awake to give ourselves unto you, to be used by you, to serve you, to praise you, to magnify your holy name. Father, we thank you right now for all you've done and all you're doing and all that you're going to do. We thank you for everything, Lord, your love and kindness and your tender mercy. We thank you, Father, that you've given yourself, your life, your sacrifice, that we might have a choice and a chance to eternal life. And we thank you for that, Father. We thank you for the long suffering that you put up with us. Our behavior, our misbehaving, our misconduct, our disobedience, our hard-hearted, our stiff necks, all of the above, Father. We thank you because of grace, because of mercy that you've given us this chance and opportunity. Someone listening today, Father, need to hear from you. Someone listening today need to be healed by you. Someone listening today need to be delivered by you. Someone listening today need to be touched by you. Someone listening today needs you to put their put your loving arms around them. Someone need that comfort. Someone need that encouragement. Someone need that motivation. Someone need that transformation. Someone need that transition. Someone need that direction. Someone need that understanding. Somebody need some guidance. Somebody needs some direction. Father, we thank you. Somebody needs some wisdom, some understanding, Father. We give you praise, Lord. I give you praise. I give you thanksgiving. I lift you up right now, magnifying your holy name with praise and thanksgiving, honoring you with all my heart, with all my might, with all my mind, with all my strength. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you right now. Thank you, Thank you for this beautiful day, a new day that I've never seen before, another day that I've never known before. I thank you right now. And I'm sure, Father, right now, somebody going through, Father, going through difficulties of sickness and illness and hurt and pain and physical abuse of whatever that is being done or has been done or whatever that they've experienced, Father, as well in the midst of some sort of issues of difficulties and circumstances and situations. Father, they may be having to go to the doctors on a regular basis because of some symptoms of some illness or sickness or disease that is attacking their bodies right now. Father, touch in the name of Jesus by the power of your Holy Spirit. Those that are willing, willing to lean and yield themselves unto you in the name of Jesus. Father, we decree and we declare those that hear this prayer, Father, they be touched by your Holy Spirit. Change, Father, delivered, impacted. Father, given new life, new direction, new understanding. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We praise you. We lift you up and glorify you. We say amen and amen and amen and amen. Well, yes. Our lives are not our own. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. To you, I belong, Lord. Lord, I give myself to you right now. Someone ought to be willing to do that right now. Give yourselves to him. Give yourselves to the Lord. We thank you right now. We give ourselves away. We give, our, we give ourselves away right now, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because we need you. We need you right now. We can't make it without you. We can't do it without you. Father, we can't understand nothing without you. For you, Father, you, you, Father, we thank you for everything that you've done and everything that you're doing and everything that you're going to do, Father. We lift you up. We praise you. We magnify you for everything and all things. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you right now. We thank you. And we glorify your name. Your name, Lord. Your name, Lord. You deserve it. You deserve it right now. You deserve it right now. You deserve it, Father. You deserve all our gratitude with a new attitude. You deserve all the thanksgiving. You deserve the praise. You deserve the glorification. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you right now. 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 Father, we thank you in Jesus' name as we make ready to break the bread of life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen, and amen. Good morning. Praise the Lord. We thank God for a new day, a blessed day that he had made. We give him the glory. We give him the praise. We thank him right now in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone, sisters and brothers, friends and family, and all that are listening right now. We thank God for you to bring your attention today to the word of the true and living God. Amen, amen, and amen. In your Bibles today, I want to bring your attention to the book of Galatians. Amen. The book of Galatians, chapter 5. Amen. Chapter 5. Amen. And we're going to begin at verse 13. Amen. We're going to deal with... Uh, Galatians today, amen, amen, chapter 5, amen, hallelujah, chapter 5, we're going to start at verse 13, and we'll probably conclude in verse 22, but we're dealing in verse 13 right now, amen, if you have it, all right, uh, and it says here, in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 13, you my brothers were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature, the sinful nature. Rather serve one another in love. Hallelujah. Before I go on, I want to talk to you today in our thoughts to bring to your attention. Jesus died that we might have freedom of a free will choice to choose who we will serve. Are we going to serve him? Or are we going to serve mammon? Are we going to serve money and materialistic things of this world? Or are we going to serve our sinful nature? That's what we want to bring your attention to today. He said, you, my brothers, you, my brothers, were called to be free, 
but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. We have to treat one another with love, the godly love, the way that he treats us. And we live in a world in this dispensation of time that there's so much hatred, so much bitterness. I know you hear this over and over and over again. You can't help but to talk about it over and over again because that's what we see over and over again. You can't turn the news on. You can't turn anything on without seeing all of this misbehaving, this dysfunctional, this, this disrespectful, this not loving, uncharacteristic, not caring for one another. We're looking at it. Destroying ourselves within ourselves. Destroying each other and not loving each other. But we practice this every week and every other day through the week of saying that we love the Lord and go to church and hear his word being spoken, being preached, being taught, and yet go right back in the regular days of our regular life, our ordinary routine, and continue to carry on this way that the Lord told us not to. Amen. So here this morning, we want you to understand just because you have freedom, and this is where people have gotten, because they're free to do what they desire, and that desire is following after their sinful nature, which is always going to be corruptible, which is always going to be drawn to the things that are not like God. It's here in this Bible, right here in Galatians. I'm going to read it. Hallelujah. But here, we're first thing we're talking about is dealing with loving God and loving ye one another. One another. One another. And we say we love one another with our mouths. It's real easy to speak these words. Real easy. It's real easy to say things like this. But how much of the words that we say in our actions line up? in what we say. Uh, do our actions line up in what we say as far as love only because, because we just want to get something from someone, get something out of someone, you know, uh, but never for a sacrificial point that it will be helpful to the other as well as the other reverse and turn it back to you and helpful to you. You see, love ain't love until you give it away. In order for love to come back, it has to be given out. You say, well, why? How, how can you say that? Well, if you read John 3, 16, what did the Bible say? For God so loved the world that he gave, that he gave, that he gave, that he gave, that he gave himself. He gave his only begotten. He gave himself. So when are you going to start giving back in a loving manner? When are you going to start acting like what love really means, showing what love really means and not being, not being drawn into the desires of the sinful nature, which is the flesh. Hallelujah. Your sinful nature that is the flesh. Verse 14 says this. The entire law is summed up in a single command. One single command. 
Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you don't understand what neighbor means here in the Bible, love people like you love yourself. Love people. Love people. Not with the eye-pleasing service of who they are, what color they are, what nationality they are, none of that. Love them because they are people, human beings, just like yourself. Have feelings, have pain, go through the same thing just like you do yourself. Treat someone the way you would like someone to treat you. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the main commandment that carries, it says, the entire law. In other words, if you cannot do this, and if you're talking about keeping all of the rest of the commandments of God, then there won't be any need because you can't. Everything that falls and hang off of this, which is loving God and loving your neighbor, loving people like you love yourself, it hangs off every other commandment because every other commandment will, will, if you start to mention them, will let you know that it's something in each commandment that goes against your brother or your neighbor. Against your brother or your neighbor. Jealousy, murdering, killing, stealing, adultery, all of those, those things in committing thou shalt not do are goes against other people. Goes against other people in hurting them in some way, form, or fashion. So if you can't keep this, you won't be able to keep the rest of them. It won't make any sense. You'll only be hypocrite. Hallelujah. So the Bible is letting us know here. It's plain and simple. It's not rocket science. Hallelujah. Love your neighbor as yourself. He says, if you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. This is what we are seeing right now. This is scripture being unfold right before our very eyes. Very eyes. The Bible has the evidence of the past, present, and the future. The Bible has it. The past, the present, and the future. It gives us those things about the past, the present, and the future, which is what we are experiencing right now. And if this is not enough for you to understand, then you can go to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and read all of it, and it will tell you everything that's happening right before our very eyes. But, but the man that God chose to preach this gospel, must preach the truth, yes, must preach it just like God said, but at the same time, they must have compassion for people that God will forgive them if they are willing to allow him to forgive them if they repent and come to him. And I believe that God left that door open because no matter what issues that we face, no matter what we go through, no matter what we've done, He's already spoken that he is willing to forgive us. He's willing to forgive us. And this is what, this is what the Bible is about. This is, Bible is not, not about entertaining you. The word is not about entertaining you. 
So my job is not here to entertain you. Just for you to say, I enjoy the word. No, 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 no. The word is supposed to make you uneasy in the flesh so that you find those things, those problems, those issues that need to be worked on, that need the Holy Spirit to come in for you to over to overcome the things of the desires of this flesh. Because this very nature, this flesh, it is at work. It is at play in your life. And when you are not feeding your spirit man, the inner man, that man, that spirit to give you leadership and guidance and direction, then you won't be able to overcome the sinful desires of your nature. Won't be able to do it. And so everything in the world today, it caters to, believe it or not, everything in the world today, television, you know, good time, all, it caters to the desires of your nature. It doesn't cater to your spirit. No, it doesn't. And I'm going to show you here. It does not. Here's what the Bible says in verse 16 in Galatians 5 and 16. He says, so I say, live by the spirit, live by the spirit and you will not, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. You will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Hallelujah. Live by the spirit. Live by the Spirit. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. See, it doesn't even match up. The sinful nature and the Spirit doesn't even match up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other. Hallelujah. So that you do not do what you want. Huh? But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Which means, as long as you're being guided after the Spirit, then you are fulfilling what God has already told you to do in His commandment, which is above the law. That mean, doesn't mean that you can do anything you please. This is what I'm trying to share with you today. But it means you're already in the confinement of the law. The things that is righteous are already being done in a rightly manner, in a godly manner, the way he's already planned it to be. Already planned it to be. This is life by the spirit that we're talking about. Life by the spirit. Hallelujah. Life by the Spirit. We're talking about the freedom. And see, young people, when they grow up of age, and any of us that have been young and grown become adults, they're like, once they have the freedom, because of everything that they've been taught not to do, now they think they can just follow after the desires of the nature because they don't understand the things of the desires of the nature is all of a corruptible thing that's in this world and don't, don't recognize that the fact that understanding the desires of the nature is what caused you to be contrary to the spirit and which will cause you to be contrary to living a holy and acceptable, pleasing life before the Lord. And then you wonder why. And then you wonder why all of the issues, all of the things that are happening in your life are happening right before your very eyes. Before your very eyes. 
But the Lord is trying to let us know today. Live by the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. I'm saying that repetitiously because I want it to stick into your mind. Live by the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. And right now, right now, right now, the words that I'm saying now, talking about the Spirit, right now, your flesh right now is being activated in a way that it doesn't want to hear this. It doesn't want to hear this. The, the, the adversary are sending things to your head and your mind and thoughts and ways and saying things about, oh, he don't know what he's saying, this and that and other is happening, and uh, uh, he, he can't tell you this, he can't judge you and all that. This is not about judgment, man. This is about the facts about your very sinful nature of who you really are and the things that you do. When you start to understand your sinful nature, and then you'll understand why you are doing those things, and then you'll understand they are not of God, but is of your own self-will, and your sinful nature and the desires of your flesh that you are pleasing and it's not God. It's not God. I just told you. They are conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. In other words, if you're doing what the desires of the nature is, you're doing what you want. But if you're living by the spirit for what the Bible of righteousness and the commandment of God says, then you're not doing what you want. You're doing what you should be doing according to God's word and what he has commanded you to do, which is what he put into the word of the law in the first place. And this is how they got misconstrued in the Bible about going even, even the Sadducees and the Pharisees was went, started to go against everything God said, yet was turned around and say he said these things that was written in the scripture, then turned right around, was disbelief in what he was come to proclaim, that he came to prove an evidence that what is supposed to be done within their lives right before their very eyes. And right now we're doing the same thing. Right now, we're doing the same thing. We're practicing the same thing. Right now, what I'm preaching right now, I'm, I'm preaching nothing but the gospel, Bible, the word of truth, true and living God, directly, impactfully, pure, like the sword that it is. And it's cutting through the thoughts and the minds and the intent and of the heart. And you just you just cannot sit still. You can't rest. You don't want to hear it. It's fidgety. It's agitated. And all those things I haven't. Oh, yeah, I'm mentioning these things because I'm calling out those spirits that's activating in your life right now. Oh, you can't tell me this. I go to church. I go. No, it, it's not enough just to go to church. We're talking about living by the spirit. Don't mean, don't, listen here, living by the spirit don't mean nothing about what membership you have and what church you are, where you are. That, that doesn't even matter. Doesn't matter. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 19, here of what we're getting to, the acts. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. They're obvious. Now we're getting ready to name those things that we see happening right before our very eyes. Sexual immorality. Sexual immorality. Meaning, God, God made the sexual tendency for a man and a woman to be a husband and wife, to be together so that they could fruitfully and multiply and replenish the earth. All the other things 
that the nature of the flesh is crying out for you to do outside of that is not of God. It's not of God. Impurity. Impurity. Not being real and justified and cleansing unto the Lord. Debauchery. Very much reflective of rebelling. Strong-headed, strong-minded, don't want to listen of conflict unto the word. Idolatry. Idolatry, worshiping things, objects, people, positions, money, wealth. Sinful desires, pleasures, activities more than God. That's idolatry. What do you mean idolatry? That means making other things your God. You can make your job your God. You can make your money your God. Your car, your home, your God. And where does God get any praise at? He's left out. You're more in tune to those things than you are his word. And in this day, in this day and age, you know, listen, hallelujah. You know, people most number one God today, <laughs> their phones, their cell phones. They can't live, seem like without their cell phone. Because everything now is catered through the cell phone. And people walking around about to run and kill, hurt one another because of cell phone, can't drive without picking up the phone, can't walk without looking down at the phone, can't hold a conversation without holding on to the phone, can't keep a communication without utilizing the phone, can't look people eye to eye without looking at the phone, being distracted, can't sit down at the dinner table with each other as a family and have a family gathering without the phone, being distracted by, can't live in the home without the phone. People are not communicating face to face anymore. They text messaging or all of those things now in having their conversations and communication now in the same house, one in the bedroom, one in the front room, instead of coming out having a modern conversation, they are text one another from the phone. Everything is catered through that idol of a phone. They're gods. That's their God. You don't like this this morning, hallelujah, but it's the truth. This is the acts of the sinful nature that are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft. Witchcraft is something that strongly believe in control and manipulation and unbelief of the same thing and unbelief of what I'm talking about this morning right now. Right now. Don't want to believe the word and the truth. I'm reading directly from the Bible, the Holy Scriptures of what the Bible is saying. These are not my words that I'm making up. This is not a scripture or a sermon that's been written down pre-text and pre-sermon and prefixed. This is strictly Bible, word for word, precept on precept, line upon line. Witchcraft. Hatred. You know what hatred. See, we, we're talking about the sinful nature here. Hatred, just mad 
angry, hate people for no reason that haven't even done anything to you, don't even know you, haven't touched you, don't even know your name, or just hate because of what they look like, what they sound like, where they're from, what nationality they are, or just hate for no reason. These are talking about, we're talking about the desire, the nature, the, the, the things of your flesh. Discord. Discord is where confusion comes in. People are always talking about what somebody said, he said, or she said. They heard someone say, bringing it from one place and carrying it to another, causing discord among the fellowship of brethren and sisters and families and different things. That's discord. Jealousy. Jealous of someone else's gift or how God has blessed them or what they have or the, what they're able to do. You know, those jealousy. Jealous because of wanting to be with someone you want the same someone the other person has and willing to do whatever it takes to have that person will cause maybe some harm to the other person or persons. Yes, jealousy. Jealousy is as powerful as death and is as cruel as the grave. Jealousy is serious. Yes, jealousy. Fits of rage. Fits of rage. Your children do this sometimes. Falling out in the in the stores when you go shopping. Fits of rage at home. Going off for no reason. Snapping off. Rage. Loud and obnoxious for what? Nobody knows. Mad for what? Nobody understands why. Hallelujah. Fits of rage. And it's gone even farther than that. Fits of rage where people are having drive-bys. As soon as somebody say something to you, you ready to take their life. Fits of rage. You ready to get back at them because of something they said or something they did. May not even be nothing. It may not even be worth even taking upon, even looking into, but fits of rage. Fits of rage. Selfish ambition. Everything is all about you. Everything is all about your goals. Your direction, what you want, what you've done, what you did, I did, I got, my this, my that, selfish ambition. I'm going to, this is mine, that's mine, I made that, that was the cause, I was the reason. Selfish ambition, direction, dissension and factions, and envy. Dissension, that's disruptness, disrespectfulness, factions of things that are untrue. Hallelujah. And envy. Envy because someone God has blessed to go on to do great things and you just, just want to try to do all you can to have what they have and you're not even in the position for that. God hadn't blessed you yet for that, but envy of them of what they have. And ridicule them because they have it or what they're capable of doing. Hallelujah. Drunkenness. Yeah, this is a heavy one. Drunkenness. Drunkenness. This is a 
almost at the top of the list of them all. Drunkenness. And people always try. They always try to validate the Bible about wine and Jesus drinking wine and validate their position on why they drink. Get out of here with that nonsense. Bible plainly says it. Drunkenness. Drunkenness. And when I finish reading, you're going to find out what it, what he's saying about all of these things. Drunkenness, orgies. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you the Bible has answers from the past, from the present, and the future. It's all right here. You know why a lot of times people don't want to read the Bible? Because the Bible is the true and living word of God. It is a sword. And I read this to you in Hebrews way back last week. And 4 and 12 about it's powerful and sharper than any double-edged sword. That it knows your thoughts. It knows your intents. It knows your desires all the way down to the marrows of the bone. Everything what's in your heart, God's word know it already. He knows it. He knows it. And so when it comes to this word of God, you try to get away from it because it's finding where you are in your life. This is why I'm telling you, this is why the word didn't come for you to enjoy. The word came to, to correct you. To correct you. To put you in the right place so that you can praise God. And when you give God praise, not for your enjoy, it is him to be glorified. Not for you. This is, this is not messages where you get high and you felt good and now you can go back. Oh, I had a glorious time. What changed? What changed in your life? What is changing in your life? What is the concept of hearing God's word if you're not going to change? What is, oh, oh, I know what it is. All you want God to do is to give you everything, bless you all the time, but you don't want to have to do anything. You don't want to have to change anything. You don't want to have to correct anything. You don't want to have to be new. You don't want to have to change from who you were born to be, which means in that human nature, to be what God meant you to be, what he predestined you to be in your future. You just want to live according to what I'm talking about this morning or to your fleshly desires. Orgies, you know what those are. All these sexual parties, <laughs> all these things that you do, the mixed people of having, going back to the top word, sexual immoralities. You see, all these words that are being mentioned here ties up, but these words are laid out so that it will capture the essence of every aspect of the sinful nature. Of the sinful nature. So now I'm going to go back and read all of them straight out and finish this thing here. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, and envy, and drunkenness, orgies, and the like. And he says this. He says this. 
He says, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. There it is right there. Right there. Those who live like this, that practice this lifestyle. See, I, I don't have to come at you and make you not do. Here's the word right here. It tells you right here, right here. Uh, you can deflect and come up with all these other uh, deflectors trying to um, not align up with God's word. I don't care about that because all I believe is what this word says. You can accept it. You can receive it or not. It's not going to make you right, and it's not going to get you into heaven. And don't think that you can live like this all your life and die, and somebody can preach you into heaven, and everything's going to be all right. No, it isn't. We're reading the Bible right now. He said, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And I've covered every act of your sinful nature that people are practicing today. So if you're carrying out any of these, ain't no sense you trying to figure out what's going on. If you die and haven't repented of your sin, of all these sinful acts of your nature, you already know what's going to happen to you. He just said it right there. This is not judgment that I'm reflecting. This is judgment according to God's word. Hear that. Hallelujah. According to, according to God's word. I'm not afraid to preach the truth. Not afraid to preach the truth. Hallelujah. Because this is what you need. This is why the Bible said the truth shall make you free. Set you free. Make you free. Get you free. Allow you to be freed from the sinful nature. The activity of your flesh. Foul language and everything. I don't care. You say, how you going to say foul language and talk crazy and smoke and drink out of the same mouth and then turn around and say, I bless the name of the Lord. I love the Lord and all that. You got to change that man. You can't do both of them. You're going to have to do one or the other. I don't care. You might not like this, might not like me anymore. It ain't for you to like me or like this. This is about correcting your life, living for Jesus, sacrificing your life for Jesus, obeying the word of God. If you want to get to heaven, if you don't, you will not get there. Hallelujah. Amen. You won't get there. And this goes for the preachers from the pulpit to the missionary all the way to the back door. Even me, if I don't practice what this Bible is saying, I am not, you are not exempt from the word of God, the true and the living God. It's going to come down like an axe where you like it or not. It's coming. And right now is the dressing room where you need to get it together. If you don't, it's going to be too late and there will not be a second chance. I don't care who you are. It won't be a second chance. I don't care if you're the governor, the president, the pope. I don't care who you are. If you haven't been born again, repented of your sin in hell, you will lift your eyes. That's what it says in this Bible. That's what the Bible says. He said, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. How crooked can that be? It is as straight as it gets. He can't get no more straighter than that. 
And Galatians 5 and 22 says this right here. Now, here's the stuff you're supposed to be living by right here. But the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Lord, have mercy. Love. Love you one another like you love yourself. Joy. Joy like a river that comes from the Lord. Peace. The peace of God that will guard your heart and your mind. Patience. To be able to endure when things are not working the way you want it to. Kindness. Being nice and kind to people even if you don't like their behavior. Goodness. Being good to people right before your very eyes. Not waiting until they're gone. Now you know them and you know everything good about them. Hallelujah. Faithfulness. Faithful to the true, to the word, and the living God. Gentleness, being kind to people even when they do you wrong. Being gentle to people when they are not walking in the right will of God. Having the patience, having the time to be able to endure whatever it takes for God to allow them to have the last one. Self-control. Self-control. And so when you have the fruit of the Spirit... And when you're operating in the fruit of the spirit, then it allows you to have self-control. Self-control. Why? He said, against such things, there is no law. You know why? Because if you keep these things right here, if you allow the fruit of the spirit, that's why I told you life by the spirit, not by the flesh, not by the nature, life by the spirit, life by the spirit. Check yourself. If you're not having life by the spirit, you're not living according to the spirit. That's bottom line, baby. Brothers and sisters. That's the bottom line. No, ain't no, that, hey, look, hold up. Hey, ain't no sense you trying to figure out a way how to wiggle out of it. No, that's the bottom line. That's what it says. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patient, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control go a long way. I mean, not getting angry, ready to shoot, take somebody's life, destroy. You, I mean, all of these things that is happening right before our eyes. This is the only way we're going to solve the issues in our life is according to the fruit of the Spirit to be born again and allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us and direct us. This is the only thing that's going to help war, rumors of war. This is the only thing going to help hatred, racism, and all. This is the only thing. This is the only, the fruit of the Spirit. And all. I don't care what other thing you write. I don't care how many psychologists you go through. I don't care what college you attend. I don't care what theology thing that they're talking about. The only thing that's going to work is what's in this Bible is the true and the living Word of God by the Spirit, according to the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. That's it. Fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. <laughs> there is no law. So in other words, you already kept the law if you allow the fruit of the Spirit to work in your life. You already kept it. Hallelujah. Those who belong, 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature. Do you hear what I'm saying? Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature 
with its passions and desires. That means you have self-control. When you let in Christ Jesus operate in your life. That's what he watched what he said in 25. So since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Hallelujah. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Hallelujah. Life by the Spirit. Are you ready? Do you want it? Do you really want to go to heaven? Do you really want to enter the kingdom of God? Do you really? Well, I'm here to tell you, there's a lot of work to be done. And you know what that work is? On yourself. Every person, every individual got a lot of work to do on themselves. And let me tell you something. Even believers, those that say or those that have experience, believe, born again, converted, filled with the Holy Spirit, still, they don't get exempt, they don't get exempted from this, still have to practice this regularly, daily. They're not exempted from this. You know why we're not exempted from this? Because as long as we live in this flesh, as long as we live in this sinful nature, as long as we live in this sinful nature, we are going to have to practice this guidance, direction by the Holy Spirit. That's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to practice that. We can talk all this other stuff. You can try to excuse it. You can try to dismiss it. You know, I mean, you can try to dismiss it. You can try to exit it out. You can you can even go through the, you can even go through the process of, of, of being what they call atheism and all that kind of stuff and not believe God and not believe that he exists, not believe that he is real, not believe that he is alive, is alive, not believe that he hasn't died for us, not believe that there's a heaven or a hell, not believe in that and you have your own assumptions about things and all of that. I don't have any assumptions. I only have scripture. I only have Bible. I only have direction according to the word of the true and living God. No assumption, no other activity, no other thing, no other thoughts, no other process, nothing but the true and living God as the evidence as to what he's already said, what he's already said spoken that he is the beginning and the end. He is the first and the last. He is the start of everything and the ending of everything. He is the cause of life and death. He is the one that controls everything. He is the one that has the power of life and death in his hand. I don't have that. You don't have that. No one has that. Don't matter who he is. Don't care how many preachers. Don't care what status he has. No what level he is. He don't have this. Only thing that got this is the word of the living God. And the only thing that we got is to live according and by through the living word of God. And that's all we have. And by faith and the measure of faith that he has given us to be trusted in us to live by to trust in his word to believe in his word and to be accounted by his word is the only thing that we have that we can operate by otherwise we don't have anything we don't have anything and this then this and this right here what i'm teaching what i'm talking about is not about how smart you are it's not about that 
not about that. The scriptures don't even leave no, it, it, it lets us know that the Lord don't leave no room even for a fool. He have no need to error. This is how simple this is. And you can, like I said, you can, you can try to dismiss this. You can disown us. You can say, well, I don't believe it. He's just trying to put it. No, I'm not putting it in my way. I'm not trying to please me. This is not about me. I'm telling you this because I, I, I know the thoughts that the adversary bring through your mind so that, so that you won't try to deflect and throw it back off on someone else. No, it's not about me, bro. This is about everybody. They have to follow this concept, this direction, and this command. Everybody. Everybody. No one. No one is excluded. No one is exempt from this word right here. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Either we believe it or not. Either we're going to do it or not. Either we're going to trust it or not. You know, there's no explanation with yes and no. Yes and no is just yes or no. It's just yes or no. There's no complication with yes and no. It's just either yes or it's just either no. There's no confusion about that. There's no in-between with yes and no. No. And maybe it ain't going to get you there. Might ain't going to get you there. You're either going to do it or not. You're either going to believe it or not. Simple and plain. That's it. And all the years you've been going to church, attending church, hearing God's word, how much of it have you allowed God's word to impact your life? I don't care if you got born again yesterday. You still got to let God's word impact your life. How and when? Every day. 24-7 days a week of your life. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. See, in the Psalm 34, and it lets us know, I would bless the Lord at all times. Bless the Lord at all. Not sometime. I will bless the Lord at all time. I will bless the Lord at all time. And what? His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Bless. No, not, not certain days of the week. Not certain time of the day. Not certain time of the year. At all time. Not when you want it. At all time. Not when it's convenient for you at all times. Not when you feel good enough to do it at all times. Even when it's when you don't feel good at all times. That's Psalm 34 and 1. Read. I will extol, which means I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. All the time. His praise shall continually be in my mouth at all times. That's what we're going to leave it with you at. Bless the Lord at all times. Bless the Lord at all times. Bless him all times. Give him thanksgiving while you can, while you're able. Because when time runs out and you have to go to the grave, it won't be no starting over. It won't be no second chances. 
It won't, it won't, it won't be a do-over. It won't be fixing it. It's too late. It's over. It's done. While the blood is running warm in your veins, while you have breath in your body, bless him right now. How? By allowing him to change your life, change your heart, that you might live according and by the fruit of the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch someone this morning, and I hope your word have impacted somebody that they're willing to give their lives to you right now and let you take full control to lead and guide them and direct them and teach them, teach them the fullness of your word of righteousness and holiness. Not all these things that we've set up as a guideline or direction in the way of, 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 of accordance of way we should live in groups, but because your word said it. So Father, we thank you right now we give you praise. We give you the glory. We lift up your holy name. Touch. I pray that your word has gone forth by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. That it reached someone. That it touched somebody's life. And they heard the truth. And it impacted them. They didn't just enjoy it. But it's impacted their life to see something in their life that need to be worked on. And all of us, every day in our lives, got something that have to be worked. So, Father, we thank you right now. We praise you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We declare and decree that your word has gone forth and that your spirit will break and tear down the walls of all the things of the adversity they're trying to deceive people and cause them to be lost. In the name of Jesus, I praise and thank you forevermore. In Jesus' name, we say amen and amen. God bless you. May your heaven smile upon you. And the love of God keep you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Focus to Change Radio and Podcast Broadcast Ministries. Please tune in next Sunday from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock a.m.